Hey, Sarah. Hey, Terry. Do you want to go on an adventure? Sure. I love adventures. Okay, let's go. Good morning. Hello. How's it going? Fine. We just had an amazing breakfast. That is true. I took Terry to Starbucks to get the fall drinks. Oh, that was so good. I had the cold brew pumpkin cream, whatever that is. The sweet cream pumpkin cold brew. Yes. And I had the iced apple crisp macchiato. Let's just say Starbucks for us is a treat because (laughs) we have lived in this city for six months now, maybe seven. And we've been twice. Yeah, and when she says the city, she means New Smyrna Beach, which is a small, up-and-coming coastal town, I guess. Oh, yes. It's like a hamlet. Ah, okay. And then after the coffee? Oh, I did um, French toast. Homemade. Yes, and bacon. All right. So we're ready to go. So what town are we talking about today on the podcast? Bend, Oregon. Okay, and what time of year was our trip there? We went there uh, in the summer. It was mid-July. It was, um, you know, I don't actually remember what the weather was like. Do you? Well, we actually went mid-June. Oh my gosh, you're right. We were there in June. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we were there mid-June of this year. Mm -hmm. And I remember the weather being amazing. Okay. I do remember the weather was so good. I just couldn't remember, like, the temperature. What do you think? It was, like, in the 70s? Oh, I can't speculate. I I don't know. But it it was great. It was where you could easily function outdoors, unlike in Florida. And then in the evenings, it was pretty brisk. So are we doing outdoor happenings right now? Well, we've evolved into it, yes. Okay, great. Bend is in between mountain ranges, and they don't get a lot of rain. We learned that on one of our tours. So it's actually, when we were there, there was no rain. It was sunny, but it's also very dry there. But what's interesting is when you're in Bend, the city, everyone has these green lawns. It's beautiful. The city is like paradise. Like, you just want to move there. But then when you're outside of the actual city doing our activities, it was more like dry. That's what I remember. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I I remember it just being amazing. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't make mention of any any dryness or whatnot. I think but... what I'm getting to is they have high fire hazards there. Oh, like yeah. we learned a lot about the fires because it's so dry. Yeah, we did learn a lot about the fires for sure. So there's not a lot of humidity in the air. Yeah, I would just say it's 100 percent different than Florida. Yeah. So I might leave it at that. Okay, so outdoor happenings. What would you rank it? Oh, so I want to give it a 10, but I also know like we have to be a little bit conservative in our numbers. So I am going to give it a 9 just because when we were there that particular week, it was so amazing. It was like paradise. I'd want to live in that all the time. And I gave it a 10. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I I gave it a 10 just because it was amazing. Again, it was a nice contradiction to Florida in June. Florida in June is horrific. And we definitely were there in, I guess, June is summer, technically. Mm -hmm. 
there there was just stuff you could do in Bend all year round. A lot of places we go, you know, you have to be there a certain time of year to do like the thing. Yeah. But with Bend, there literally would be an am- amazing things to do all year round. So I give it a 10. Yeah. Even in the winter, you could go skiing. They have mountains there. Yeah. Significant stays. I I don't remember where we stayed, which is odd because I normally remember. Yeah, you usually do. And you're usually the one that, that books the stays. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember quite clearly where we stayed. Okay. I can't wait to have my memory replaced. Jogged? <laughs> jogged. Your memory okay. jogged. <laughs> well, I remember it being a Best Western type of hotel. Okay. Then had to do some Googling to confirm. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it was a Best Western Plus. Oh, okay. In Redmond, though. Okay. So Redmond's about 20 minutes north of Bend. Mm -hmm. And do you remember the indoor pool? I do. Now that we're talking about it, yes. Okay. So, again, we went there in June of 2021. So there were still some COVID restrictions in place. And so for the pool you actually had to reserve a time and you got a private time at the pool. So when we checked in, something was wrong with Terry. Either she wasn't feeling good or had a migraine or something. Mm-hmm. And then we got back to the room and you want to go to the pool. Yep. And so I went to the front desk, made us a reservation, made it happen. My awesome wife. And then we went to the pool. The pool was so cool. Uh, There was a hot tub there as well. But the thing I loved about the pool is they say it's heated, but then sometimes it's not, you know, it's like you go in and it's cold. Mm -hmm. It's not actually heated. So this one was, and we could just swim and just, I think the reservation was like half an hour, which is a fine time when you're in a hotel. Yeah. And they also had laundry facilities. So that was good for our outdoor adventures we were doing. Yeah, because we would get sweaty during the day, and it's like, you just want to wash your clothes at the end of the day. Yeah, so what would you rank significant stays? So that one, I probably, now that I remember it, would give it a 7. The pool was awesome. It was, you know, an average hotel. It was Best Western. They weren't having a breakfast there. Um, So for that particular stay, that time we were there, I would give it a 7. Okay. And I would give it an eight, you know, again, just a basic hotel, but it was really nice because usually we do stay at Airbnb. So I appreciate the pool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for our next category. Globetrotting gear? Yes. Why? Because I brought my rain jacket and it's really awesome. I've had this one for a long time. Like I remember buying it in 2006 because of a particular trip I went on where I bought this rain jacket. So it's been a while. What kind of rain jacket is it? It's a Columbia rain jacket. It actually covers your butt so you can sit down and then, you know, your butt staying dry. So it's, it's like longer. Yeah. It's longer and it's waterproof. It's Mm. not just like water resistant. Like it can be a downpour. Uh, The hood comes up and it kind of like cinches around the face. You can Mm -hmm. make it go really tight. And then there's a little like visor that comes out on the top uh, to block, you know, your face. And then all the zippers, the pockets, everything is waterproof. So you can have your phone in there. You know, it's going to be fine in a downpour. 
um, as well as, you know, you can sit down and be dry. The reason I love this is because when we talk about our adventures, it was raining or somewhat raining, and I'm just so glad I had it. That's that's great. What I would say is my Columbia flannel, which is actually right behind you as we are in the closet recording this. <laughs> and again, it's one of those pieces that you can layer. So it was nice because during the day, I remember just wearing it. It's like a long sleeve shirt. And then at night and some of our things we did, I remember putting like a vest over it and whatnot. So it was just easy to layer. The other thing I will say about it is I don't pay full price for Columbia. So this is like a 60 or $70 shirt that at the outlets we got for, I think like $20. Yeah. I think we've given that tip before too. Like go to the outlets, especially off season. You'll mm -hmm. get really good deals. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have given that tip and probably talk about it most podcast episodes, but it's so important because when we talk about specific trips and then again, people are like, how do you get all the gear? It's because we're very smart about following things. Yeah, and I even bought that Columbia jacket all that time ago at um, the outlets in Orlando. So what would you rank your gear? I have to give it a 10 because it really came through once again on that day I needed it. I would, I would also rank it a 10. My, I loved my stuff too. So it was Yay. good. Yeah. So far it's been a really great trip. But wait, is that the flannel that we had matching flannels when we bought them? Well, <laughs> not quite. I think how that happened was my mom bought us some stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I forget who she got the, the pattern for, if it was you or me first. And then later we went back to the outlets and it was still on sale and had it in the other person's size. So then we do both have that same flannel. Yes. But don't wear it at the same time. <laughs> That's right. But sometimes we will come out like we're ready to go on an adventure and we both have it on because we both decide to wear it that day. And it's like, oh, no, someone's got to go change. Yeah. It was like, nope, I was dressed first. So yep. normally whoever's dressed first gets to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> Gulps and goodies. Oh, uh, this. Okay. This is a good one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd love to hear what you have to say because I, I actually have a couple thoughts uh, about this. Not necessarily a couple of good food thoughts, though. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember going to a restaurant called Kebaba? No. Oh, my gosh. I still think about this restaurant. It was so good. So there's a restaurant there called Kebaba. In Bend? Yeah. Okay. I know I'm going to butcher the name of this dinner because I'm just, you know, an American Canadian over here. I think it was called Meze Dinner. And you got to pick like an entree, an appetizer. It was like a sharing meal for two people. And so we had like the falafel, an olive dish hummus pita chicken kebabs oh my god and then this zatar flatbread was the best i've ever had you remember it now i remember it now yeah and they had like this ginger beer there which was just like kind of like ginger ale but stronger in the ginger side and it's just like everything we had there was out of this world I would go back to Bend just to go to this restaurant. It was so good. Oh, my God. I 100% forgot about that place. 
And now that you're reminding me of it, it literally was the best food of my life. Yeah. And that the drinks, they had very cool non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah. And I remember that too. The original note I had made about Bend was I actually do remember there was several times we went to try to go eat somewhere. And because we didn't plan in advance, which was our fault, we didn't make reservations in advance. Restaurants weren't accepting people or the wait list for non-reservation was like three hours. Yeah, it was just really busy there. It was shocking because normally we're just like, oh, we go on a hike. Let's go eat. No big deal. Right. Yeah. So that was my note of why I didn't really have much to say about it because I remember that happening. And sometimes we got some like basic food instead. But yeah, that place was amazing. It that was w- so good. And they had the patio. We sat out on the mm, patio. It yep. was breezy, beautiful. We got a whole like corner table and we just happened to like, we couldn't, you're right. We couldn't get into any restaurant and we were just walking and we're like, let's just try this one. And it turned out to be some of the best food I've had in my life. Well, if you recall, the reason how we even ended up to that one was there was a different one that I had Googled and I don't remember its name. It was like two blocks away from that one that we were going to go try to get food at. Mm -hmm. And the line was like out the door. They, They had like a window you could get stuff from. And we were like, no, we don't have, we didn't have time for that either because we had one of the romps we'll talk about we had to get going to. And then this one was a couple blocks away and we went, it literally was like the best food I've ever had. Yeah, it was so good. What would you rank it? Um, Okay, so for overall gulps and goodies, I can't give it a 10 because of what you said. It was just very hard to get into a restaurant in Bend unless you have reservations. And as a traveler, like we didn't know that um, coming or else we would have made reservations in advance. So I'm going to give it an eight because the the one restaurant we did get to experience was so amazing. Um, And we were only there for a couple days. Mm -hmm. And also we did have some good coffee there. I do remember that. Yeah. This definitely was the the area where they had those drive through energy drink flavored things. Yeah. Those okay. Let's talk about that for a minute because they had these little like I don't know shacks. Would you call them? They're like little. It was huts. like yeah. It was it was almost like a shed you would see at Home Depot that they convert into a drive through. Yeah, and so that you can drive through like on either side of it. It's two way traffic, and they're in parking lots. So you just kind of like they somehow reserve a spot in a parking lot and then you just drive up on either side. They make these energy drinks so you can get Red Bull and then they'll blend it with flavorings. So we had some really cool combinations like peach, vanilla, Red Bull. Yeah. So I would I would actually mark it a 10. The, the oh, wow. You are so generous with your scores today. Yeah. I just loved this trip so much. And I feel like at first I marked it lower when I first did my notes. And then I felt like, well, it's not Ben's fault that we didn't make reservations. That's our lack of poor planning. So that's how I I gave it a 10. Okay. Change mine to a 10. I've convinced myself. Are you sure? Yeah. Are we going to talk at some point about that like shopping center area where I went to Lush? Well... The next section is recreational romps. Okay. I can put it in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Great. (laughs) 
Our next section is recreational ROPs. This is the section where we talk about our adventures and activities. Okay. So let me get my notes ready. Okay. Are ready? they are they ready? Yes, I'm ready. I have my notes ready as well. Because I have... you have an iPad, so you just scroll down. I have to flip my page in my book. Okay. Well, you do prefer writing in colorful pens. Yes, I love pens. I have four ROPs. I just was thinking about my pens because it's like I'm an adult and I can buy as many as I want in any color. Remember when you were a kid and it was like you had to like savor your one pen? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Or I remember like sometimes for Christmas or my birthday, I'd ask for like the special set with all the colors. Yeah. yeah. Now I can just have 20 pens if I want. Yeah. How many rumps do you have? I have four. Me too. Oh, wow. I wonder if they overlap. All right, let me tell you what mine are, and then you let me know what ones overlap. Okay, I even left one out because I was like, I don't know, do I have too many? Well, what I will say, and I think my score is indicating, Bend, Oregon is one of my favorite places we've been. So yeah. I don't think there's there's too much. Okay. Mine are when, and this is in no particular order, mm -hmm. when we went to the Old Mill District, a.k.a. the shopping thing you just mentioned. Yes. When we did our cave tour, mm -hmm. when we did the um, stargazing canoe tour, yep, and then when we went to the hot springs. Yeah, that's all mine. What was your fifth? Okay, so we drove to a mountain. I think it was called Big Brother, and it was like a ski resort in the winter, but we went there just for like some fun. Is that what it was called, Big Brother? I don't know. We'd have to look it up let's, and tell the listeners. Yeah, let's get it right. But... um. We just went there for like a drive one afternoon. We were having kind of a rest time and they had, we did not do it, but there was, um, what's it called when you go up on the little seats and they take you up? Oh, the ski lift was open. So you could do like a ski lift up and look at the mountain. Um, we didn't do that. It's called Mount Bachelor. Mount Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> not Big Brother. <laughs> That's a different reality show. Okay. Mount Bachelor. Um, but we went into the, the shop there and they had some cool stuff. It was just kind of a nice little afternoon drive out into the, the country. Well, I will say I appreciate your mention of that because what we're going to talk about are a lot of the activities we did. And it's always important when you're scheduling a lot of activities that you do account for rest time because you can't be going a hundred percent all the time. So that is, uh, that was a fun thing because the drive was pretty scenic there. To, yeah, so you know, it's very pretty. Okay, so let's get the 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 basic girl one out of the way. Let's get the shopping out of the way. Oh my gosh, I'm not a basic girl. Okay, so <laughs> Old Mill District is in the the heart of Bend, and they have all kinds of stores. They have an REI, which we immediately went to because we needed to get some gel chews to have uh, in yes. hand. I love REI. Then we. Went to Lush, Lush because I had some birthday money because my birthday's in June. Actually, we might have been there close to my actual birthday. I don't know. Anyway, I had birthday money. And so we went to Lush and got some goodies there. And there was one of those local town kind of stores, you know, where they have everything that says the town and all that kind of stuff. Where I got the coolest hat ever. 
Yes, you still wear that hat. I love it. Yeah, it looks, it's just a hat, but it looks like it's wood. And every time I wear it, somebody comments about that hat being so cool. Yeah, it looks like like a wood panel on the front. And um, it looks like the state of Oregon has been like burned into it or like etched into it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, and we got stickers there. Oh, yes, we did get stickers, mm-hmm. which I have on my laptop we are using to record this right yep. now. The cave tour was one of my favorite things. So we always will research areas and what kind of fun stuff we want to do there. Because most of the time, honestly, we don't go on tours. We don't do the tours because most of the time we can just do it ourselves. If you do enough research, you don't need a tour. Mm -hmm. But as I think I've mentioned on other episodes, I don't really like the nighttime. I don't like the darkness. And there was this cave tour we wanted to do. So that we weren't having to drive in the dark, trying to find caves. Like, what? This is crazy. Yeah, I don't know who does, like, caving without a tour. That's crazy. I mean, you can do it there, but yeah, they do, do the tour. They Yeah, they have public caves that you can go in, but it's like, I don't know. So and It just, also kind of seems like a horror movie. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in there without a tour guide. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um... <laughs> So I found us online, this company called Wanderlust Tours, and they were amazing. So amazing. And they had a cave tour. So if you go on their site, you can see it. They have a couple, actually. And we just booked, like, the basic cave tour. They had one that's more expensive that's called Limited Entry Cave Tour. We don't know the difference. We just want to go see a cave. So we show up after dinner uh, to go do this cave tour, and we're the only people for our time reservation. Our tour guide actually gave us the limited cave tour, which is more exclusive. We went to see Skeleton Cave. Wanderlust Tours has a relationship with the National Forest Service where they can only have, I think it was like eight people, enter that cave a day because the National Park Service does a lot of work with like um, conserving the bats and it's called white noise syndrome you remember yes i do remember it's very serious yeah so the wanderlust tours only goes to caves that the bats aren't currently hibernating in because they don't obviously they don't want to mess with the bats and you know do the most for conservation right so that syndrome um they get like it's basically it makes them itch and then if they wake up even i think it was two or three times through their hibernation that's it. They've used their energy and they die. It's really serious business. Um, and so we learned about that on the cave tour. Now, I will say with Skeleton Cave, do you remember what we had to do to get to the cave? Yes, it was so weird. And I... <laughs> okay, let, can I talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> please do. So we arrived. First of all, our tour guide was amazing. Yeah. All the way there, she's telling us all about how the forest fires are very serious and why they're so serious. And it was just really educational. So we finally get to the cave and she's just like, um, just wait up here. I just have to unlock the gate. And we're like, the gate? There's a gate? And so we all we hear is this like clanging. It's taking forever. And keep in mind, it's after dusk so it's getting dark out yeah we have just like a headlamp on the two of us and we have a picture of us right outside this like hole going into the ground and there's stairs but we can't see what she's doing we get down there and there's bars across the cave entrance and a little hole 
that we're supposed to climb through. And she's like, I'm just going to lock this behind us so that no one comes in after. And I, for a brief moment, was like, I'm not doing this. I think she's going to kill us. (laughs) I really did think that. And I was like, no, pull it together. Like, this is a professional tour. That's not going to happen. Um, so Sarah went first and I got pictures of her going through this hole into this cave and it turned out great. She did lock it. And then in hindsight, I'm like, I'm glad she locked it because we're down in this cave. And if someone, you know, with ill intentions did come in, like that would have been awful. It definitely was super sketchy when we first saw it. But then obviously once we found out, you know, that they have this partnership with the National Park Service. It's locked so that people don't go in and destroy the caves. Because she shared with us that in the past, it was just an open cave and people went in there and did graffiti and had all kinds of bad stuff in there. But the other thing is that she shared about that cave was way back in the day with Prohibition, Mm -hmm. with the the loggers. They would go deep into this cave and have like, speakeasy situations going on yeah they would just make their alcohol and drink away in the cave yeah the cool thing was it's the perfect temperature all year round Uh, 65 degrees in there it felt so good yeah so we could walk i don't know how far in we went but i never felt like overheated or anything it was just nice nice temperature the other thing that i will say about the cave too is again you were still recovering from your back surgery Mm -hmm. and so within the cave itself you know, there was different options of how adventurous of a route you wanted to take. And so there were places that you would have to do some pretty intense climbing to get to, which we didn't go to. Mm -hmm. And then there was plenty of places just for average walking uh, for you. So that was, it was, it was pretty good in, in that regard. Yeah. There was a little rock scrambling that we did. Not much though. The cool thing about this is it's a lava cave. So it's like a tube that the lava formed from when there was an eruption. I think she said like 75,000 years ago. And then the lava goes through the ground. And eventually when it runs through, it hardens into this circle. So it's just basically a tube that you're walking through. And you can see like these ripples on the wall where it was like melting the ground. And it was just, it was just so cool. I loved it. Yeah, so I definitely would recommend when you're in Bend making time to go see a cave. And I definitely would recommend using Wanderlust tours too. Yeah, they were great. The next one is the Stargazing Canoe Tour. This is the one I needed my raincoat for. So this tour, again, was another tour by Wanderlust because stargazing uh, has the connotation that it's at nighttime, (laughs) which it means it's dark. We really tested your nighttime activities. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm fine doing the nighttime activities if there's someone that knows what they're doing. I don't want to do a first time experience at night. I would never go out in a kayak at night with just us. Yeah. So we, we did this tour and it was really cool. Again, we went out in, in after dusk or whatnot. Now, one of the things I will say is I don't remember the exact lake we went to it was one of the lakes that's part of the cascade lakes Mm -hmm. i don't don't remember either yeah that's a bummer but it was really cool the thing that i loved about it is that they set us up 
they actually taught us how to steer the canoe, which like I have learned in the past, but forgot. And we've canoed before together and did a lot of zigzagging. It it just really was nice. And uh, we went very smoothly. And even though it was raining when we started, we got to this point and right when the stars were coming out, it stopped. And then we all gathered together. All, everyone was holding each other's canoes and we had like a break where she handed out, there was like beer and hot chocolate options. And then she also had like a snack for us. Right as this was happening, the clouds parted and we could see all the stars. We even got to see the Milky Way. It was just so beautiful. Like there is no city lights at all in this area. So it was pretty magical. Wouldn't you describe it as romantic? Oh my gosh. Yes. So romantic. Except for the only thing with that tour was like the people beside us in the canoes wouldn't like acknowledge us. Um, They were a little homophobic. So that was kind of a bummer. That's true. So the whole adventure was we were probably out in the water like two hours. And so for about what was it? 20 minutes or so, so when they were passing out the drinks and the snacks, we had to be by these people. I agree they were homophobic, but those were the people, the, the, the tour company was super cool. Oh yeah. It was just, these were other participants where everyone was supposed to hold each other's canoe to keep everyone together so that we didn't have to worry about floating away while during snack time, during snack time, <laughs> snack time. But back to the romantic thing, like, yeah. cause it still was romantic, even yes, though those people, other acted than that, way. that little portion. Yeah. Yeah. When we were just by ourselves canoeing, it was just like so romantic and beautiful and canoeing at night was so fun and i will say too about it there was one point when we heard we heard something and then we were like gators and then we're like (laughs) no we're in oregon we're not in florida do you remember that yes there's (laughs) no gators yeah and so that was that was a funny thing because in florida we do a lot of paddling and we're always aware of gators because that's just, you have to be. Mm-hmm. It did make me feel a little bit safer once we remembered that because it's like, oh, we're, we're not going to be eaten by a gator in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then the last one on the list is the hot springs. Yeah. Cougar hot springs. The hot springs are outside of Bend. They're not really in the city. You have to drive to them. Um, And there was two ways to get there. And the short way, which is about an hour and a half, had a landslide. So we couldn't go that way. However, this has been on my bucket list for a long time. And I know that Sarah wanted to go too. So I really uh, pushed for us to do this on our adventure there. Um, So we went the longer way, which I think was like a three hour drive. Would you agree? It was three and a half. Oh my gosh. We just knew it was going to be a day. So we get there, have to get, like, there's people waiting at the front and there's rules to get in. And so we pay the fee. We hike up. It was $7 a person. Yep. And by the way, the parking lot is small. So just be aware if you want to do this, uh, just research it and find out when the non-busy times are. These springs are beautiful. They're natural springs. They're not like other ones I've been to where they build a pool and feed the spring water into it. They've literally built out, um, like with rocks, three different pools. Was it three or four? It was three, I'm pretty sure. Three different pools. So the top one has the hottest water and then it gets cooler as it goes down. And then beside the really hot water pool at the top, there is 
a cold water pool. So if you're getting overheated, you can go in there. The whole thing is just so cool. The thing I will add to about that drive is when you're coming up from the, the south of the springs, that last hour, you're on this scenic byway and it's really scary. It's really narrow roads. It reminded me, honestly, of the Max Patch drive that we talked about in the Asheville episode. Yeah, but it, it was beautiful still. It was beautiful, but it was scary. Even if you go to their website. So today I'm on the National Park Service website and it says, quote, road conditions may change rapidly and visitors should use extreme caution when traveling the scenic byway. End quote. Mm. So it is very serious. <laughs> <laughs> so we go through that. The last hour is very scary. Then we definitely make it there. It's amazing, as Harry said. Now, do you remember what happened on the way back? Yeah, on the way back, um, there was an RV in front of us the whole way through that byway and just would not uh, let us pass. And they had these bikes on the back and <laughs> every bump we went over, we're like, the bike's going to fall off. It was just like <laughs> bouncing uh, obnoxiously. Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember what else happened? No. Okay. So keep in mind, we, to get to these hot springs, we drove three and a half hours to get back to Bend. Because we had to take the long way because the short way was closed. Well, wouldn't you know it, we're out in the middle of nowhere driving on these roads. No cell signal because we're in the middle of nowhere. And we have a light come on about issues with one of our tires in the rental. Oh, yeah. Low air. And this was serious. Yeah. So we stopped at the closest sort of cafe shop. Oh, it was like a bike repair shop. They were running some kind of bike tours through there. Okay. And we asked them, hey, where can we get air? And they told us we had to drive into town. Oh, that was such a hassle. Yes, I remember this. It was really scary for me because we didn't have cell signal. Yeah, it was stressful. And I think... Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's fine. I think um, the lesson I learned, I was just thinking about like the lesson learned. Lesson learned is when you're going out into the country, far away, you know you're not going to have cell signal, like you have to carry cash. You just have to. Yeah, I think that I think that was the lesson too. And coins. The other thing was, we did this, I believe it was on a Sunday. And it was in the evening, late afternoon, evening, and nothing was open. Right. Because it was Sunday in this, it, it was so small, I wouldn't even call it a town. You know, there it wasn't like, oh, you can just go to your local Firestone or call AAA. You right, because we went to a mechanic. They had their open sign on. But when we went there and knocked on the door, it's like, this is actually just like someone's house who has a mechanic sign out front. And no, he's not open. Yeah. So long story short, somehow we ended up getting coins to get the air. And then the rest of the two and a half hour drive home, I kept being worried that something was actually wrong with the tire. Like, I thought oh my God, I hope we didn't get a flat. And then this is going to turn into a whole situation. But fortunately, the air worked. I think what happened is just the temperature dropped rapidly when we left. Mm. Um, and that just is what caused that to happen. But yeah, fortunately, it all worked out. And But yeah, I do remember that. I yeah. completely forgot. Yeah, that I, I did not forget that one. 
let's just give the warning mm. about Cougar Hot Springs. It's amazing. We made the journey out, the adventure, and loved it. Like, I'm so glad we went to a natural hot springs in the forest. It was so cool. Yeah, you were literally in the forest. Yeah. Here's the warning. Um, You will maybe see nudity there because this is a clothing optional hot spring. Now, you can bring your camera. However, you cannot obviously take pictures of people if they don't have their clothes on or pictures of other people there. So we don't actually have any pictures because there was one man that chose to sit in the middle <laughs> of the view and he did not move the whole time we were there. So we couldn't get a picture. It was sort of rude because there was other people there and obviously sort of social etiquette is, you know, you sort of have your time in an area, then you move to another area so everyone right. can experience it. Yeah, we were in each pool, maybe like 10 or 15 minutes. Everyone else just seemingly knew to do this, except for this man who stayed in the one spot blocking the entire view the whole time. Yeah. That was just the thing to keep in mind with pictures. It's a really cool spot, but it's one of those places that your memory is what you're going to take away. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get pictures. And although like a lot of people were clothed, we had our bathing suits on. There was maybe two or three people there that didn't. And it's fine. It's clothing optional. But this particular man did not have his clothes on and was in the, you know, beautiful view. <laughs> so we could not take a picture. But if you choose to make the drive there, it's very adventurous and fun. And it's a natural hot spring. So what would you rank recreational romps? Oh, a 10. Like, I would go back to Bend. I feel like I could stay there for a year and just be entertained the whole year. What would you give it? I would also give Bend a 10. It was amazing. As you said, I'd go back anytime. Yeah, we loved it there. I've tabulated. Is that the word? Tabulated. tabulated. You know what? When you say that, I think of, remember in grade school? When you had those like um, little beads on the wire oh, and you yeah. had to like push them across and count. Is that what you were doing with our scores? Yeah. Well, I wasn't using using the bead, the bead thing. I was just <laughs> doing mental math. But that's yeah. that's talent right there because I'm not good at mental math. <laughs> <laughs> it's OK. You can't be good at everything. We have a podcast first. Oh, my gosh. What what happened? I ranked the trip higher than you ranked the trip. Wow. I don't think that has happened yet. Well, you just loved Bend. It was really cool. So Terry ranked the trip 46 mm -hmm. out of 50. I ranked the trip 48 out of 50 for a combined score of 94 out of 100. Ooh, that's cool. Is this our highest score? Yeah, this is this is the, one of the highest scores we've done. Okay, that doesn't surprise me because we loved Ben so much. I feel like if we had um, a cooler hotel or Airbnb, we probably would have been close to 100. Yeah, definitely. Our ending questions, would you go back? Yes. 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 Me yes. too. Yes. Yes. Was it worth it? Yes. Favorite memory? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. What was your favorite memory? Ah, you're putting him back on me. Yeah, because I didn't think about this yet. Well, here's what I will have to say. 
I think my favorite memory, even though it was terrifying at times, was the Cougar Hot Springs. Mm. And when I say terrifying, I mean the byway drive and in fear of our tire popping (laughs) without knowing anyone or having cell service. But the part that was my favorite was the drive was beautiful and the hot springs was amazing. And I bought you a cool uh, unicorn magnet at a gas station on the way. We have that on the fridge. Yeah, it is a cool. I am going to have to agree. I think the hot springs was my favorite. And if I had to pick a second, I would say the lava cave tour. Skeleton cave in particular or just being in a cave? Skeleton cave in particular. It was very special. And what about your LGBT experience during the trip? Well, I mean, I think Bend is very welcoming. There was rainbow flags everywhere. Mm-hmm. All the organizations we worked with were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only that one experience who were clearly other tourists mm-hmm. um, that were homophobic and very obvious about it. I agree with that. Ben, the town, the people, the businesses were awesome. It's those pesky tourists that come in from out of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I think it's fine. Like, we run into those people whatever they're everywhere but bend was amazing yeah. they were great and opening open and welcoming yeah now uh do we have an update to share about the van we do what is it okay so so far we have sold my car mm-hmm. and we've sold your car it just hasn't been finalized yet that's coming in the next week mm-hmm. and we put down a deposit on a sprinter Mercedes van. Mm-hmm. So we're moving on, getting a van. Yeah. So that's that's our, our van update is we should probably have it now in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And then we are planning our first adventure, which we will have more updates soon. All right. Well, do you have anything else to say about Bend, Oregon? I love Bend. I don't know if I have anything else to say. All right. (laughs) Okay, my wife. We're done? We're done. Okay, see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at AdventureWives or visit our website, AdventureWives.com, for more information. Adventure Wives.